Under the Influence Podcast is all about bringing together brands, influencers, thought leaders, and communities to inspire and empower a positive impact. Each week, I will dive into the power of influence over the ever-changing, trend-chasing, and slightly obsessed entrepreneurial and influencer community. We talk insider tips, tricks, the latest buzz, and even our top not-so-secret happy hour cocktails. My name is Whitney Eckes. I'm the owner and founder of Eckes Marketing and the Influence Movement. And we are about to get under the influence. Welcome to Under the Influence Podcast. My name is Whitney Eckes, and today's guest is someone that is so dynamic and has such an interesting, beautiful story of not only their personal brand, but as them as just a person. I'm so excited to welcome Lauren Scruggs Kennedy. I was I was actually just chatting with you about this prior, but you have so many different things that make you you, from your blog to now your dry shampoo company to you know, this amazing kind of tragedy that led you to really captivating such an audience. I'm so excited to have you on the show. I'm so excited to hear kind of your story. Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be on. Awesome. Well, tell us a little bit about how you started your blog and your brand. Yes. Okay. So to kind of put it like short and sweet, um, when I was in college, I interned about halfway through the college years in New York um, at the Gossip Girl wardrobe department. And then my other half of that time or that semester was in Michael Kors showroom um, in corporate. And so it was a really good experience for me. Both were like totally different atmospheres. And like Michael Kors was like the very like business end of things and buying and even like showing to buyers before fashion week and all of that. Gossip Girl was very creative, like going to showrooms all the time, um, doing like fittings for the actors on the show and things like that. And um, I just loved both for so many reasons. So Gossip Girl was like super creative and I was at um, showrooms, just like all the time and doing fittings for the actors and actresses. And it was really, really fun. And I just kind of took note of what I loved from both experiences. And I loved the business end of things and I love numbers, but I also love fashion and creativity. And that experience led me to start reporting on fashion week seasonally in New York. And then um, I did a few in Paris and Montreal as well, which were really cool to experience because they're so different from New York. And it was kind of fun to see the difference of how like each city and country, I guess, really did things. And so I even took what I loved from that and I learned how to trend forecast and write. And I love that so much. So when I was graduating college, I'm like, okay, what should I do as a job? And I had gotten some like interest from companies that I had like from Michael Kors specifically, they were like, we would love for you to come work in our corporate office. And I'm like, this sounds so great, but I felt like I was really meant to just start my own business. And this is when blogging was kind of just beginning, which is really interesting to think about. And there were eight of us girls in Dallas. Some are still just such close friends that I've just kept in touch with. And 
they were either starting a blog and one of the girls, Amber Ben, she was starting reward style at the time. And we all were like, okay, we want to jump into this business, but there's no history behind it. So let's all help each other. And it was just a great group of girls and it was a fun support system. So I ended up launching my website, which at the time I called an online magazine because I kind of dreamt for it to become this paper magazine one day. But obviously this is like, as I was kind of saying, like before blogging had begun. So it's funny to see like where I guess the times have taken us. <laughs> so I feel like people are not as interested in in like paper things now. I still love them, but <laughs> I ended up just being like, okay, this is just going to be a blog. And it was doing super well the first couple months, the point where I was like, okay, I need help now running this. And I was doing it alongside of working retail. So that was kind of the money I was earning to support the startup. And I was just so excited about it. It was so fun to think, okay, I can share the brands that I love and even just little wellness tips here and there and fashion that I'm loving. And that's kind of how it all started out. And then I got into an accident that December. So it had been launched for about three months, I think. And that just totally shifted my life. And for those of you that don't know my story, I was in, um, I was hit by an airplane propeller and I lost my left eye and left hand and had a brain injury. And so there's just a lot of healing ahead. Thankfully, my brain was like pretty much healed when I woke up in the hospital, um, like 99%, which is a huge gift. Yeah. I just had a long road ahead just for physical and emotional and spiritual recovery. And so I went on about a two and a half year pause. And in the meantime, several big things happened. So one, I was living with one of my best friends a few months or after I had moved out of my parents' house and we started a dry shampoo company and it's basically just a dry powder shampoo that's toxin free and there's a brunette color, a blonde color and a redhead color. And so it was a really fun project. It was slow moving because we would just research a ton and then we wouldn't know the next step. So it was kind of like, it was just such a cool process, but it was really fun and definitely rewarding when it all came out. Um, and we're still learning so much. So it's just been great. And my twin sister and her husband, and then another friend from Dallas have joined our team since. So it's been just like a really sweet family type business. And then I also met my husband about a year after my accident. And then we dated long distance for about a year and a half and then we got engaged. So all this happened kind of in that little pause from my blog. And then I moved to California and I remember this girl, her name was Lauren Sims. Now she's like a dear friend of mine, but at the time, somehow I had gotten in touch with her and I cannot remember the exact way we met, but it was through a mutual friend and she wanted to start blogging and she was like, can I blog on your blog and would that help you? And I'm like, Oh my gosh, that would be such a big help. And so she was amazing. I feel like she kind of put my blog back on the map and it was so cool because she just really learned how to blog herself. And she was just the most amazing person to work with. And we had so much fun. And then she was just ready to start her own blog. So 
I was like, okay, what do I do now? And I feel like it brought me to this point of knowing that I like, it was just such a passion of mine to start the blog. So I knew I was supposed to do it. And I'm like, what do I want to talk about? Like, what are my new passions? And so I just totally rebranded with my really good friend, Julie Solomon. She is amazing. She has, she does this like six week week program with influencers to totally rebrand their brand. And she is amazing. I'm, I'm a big fan of Julie. Oh my gosh. She's the best. (laughs) I love her so much, but yeah. So we had a lot of fun doing that. It was actually, I tell some people it was like a counseling session because she would be at my kitchen table and she's like, what are your biggest fears? And I'm like, Oh my gosh. I'm like, telling her my biggest fears. And she's like, okay, then that's what you need to write about. Or what are your most vulnerable things that like you're even afraid to talk about? And I would share that. And she's like, okay, then that's what people want to hear. And we would just both be like crying at the kitchen table. We're like, (laughs) (laughs) Um, so all that to say, yeah, we really just rebranded. And it was so special because I feel like when I kind of thought about getting back to the blog after Lauren left, I was like, I feel like I'm not talking about things that I'm super passionate about. It almost felt like this checklist job for me of like, I need to go shoot some outfits really fast. And I would just like throw them together. And it wasn't like something I was thoroughly enjoying. And so I feel like after I came to the point where I realized I'm so passionate about these things I'm talking about now, it just felt like so right. Like it felt like this is what I'm supposed to be doing. and it was just like really special. So gosh, that was about, I'm so bad with time, but I feel like it was about a year or two ago. No. Oh my gosh. It may have been even longer than that ever since then. So I've just had so much fun creating a community of people. And one of the biggest needs that I've seen is just information on wellness and health, which is one of my biggest passions because it's been such a big part of my healing journey, but I also was really passionate about it before my accident. It just kind of came into a new light after. And it's just been such a privilege to share what I've learned and help people understand wellness because there's so much information out there. And even my husband's like, can I even eat anything anymore? Like what's good for me? Like, can I use any products? Are they all toxic? And so just because it's something I am constantly researching, it's just so simple for me to understand um, just because I read about it a lot. And I, yeah, just recently launched a subscription program. It's like a 90-day subscription program called the Clean Suite. And it just dives deeply into how to clean up your life. So month one is all about food. Month two is all about products. And month three is all about practices. And wow. Yeah. It's just like a practical guide on how to fully clean up each of those areas in your life and how they affect your health and just kind of empowering people to make changes, but in a very like understandable way. So that's amazing. I mean, it's amazing that you have so many different aspects going on. And I, first off, I, I mean, I love your blog. I've, I've looked over it in the past and I also was doing a little bit of research prior to our call and you really do you, I mean, you are so kind of in the know as far as healthy habits and clean eating and clean beauty. And I mean, you even have these two amazing books that you've put out. 
right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm tell me, tell me about writing the books and kind of that whole process. Yeah. So after my accident, it became like a very like big story in the country and which was like a little bit of a shock to me and to my family as well. Just a big life adjustment. And the story just became really public. I don't even know, probably within the hour of my accident, I think because like aerial accidents or anything like that goes into the public system and we don't really know how it got like fully out there, but it did. And I didn't actually know that until probably about a week after I was home. So probably a month after my accident. Yeah, it was kind of crazy, but I would go out to lunch and I'd be like, why are like 10 people coming up to me? I was like, I know I clearly look injured because <laughs> I had like my eye like patch on and like a big bandage around my arm and right. my head was shaved. So I was like wearing a hat or like whatever it might be. And, and then I was in Dallas. So everyone's just naturally like so sweet and warm and all that. So I'm like, wait, I don't understand why this is happening. And so my parents told me um, and just slowly started, started showing me just segments that were done about the story. And because of that, a lot of people were interested in me writing just a book about what happened. And we ended up doing that, which was, it was like somewhat healing just because we, I had a ghostwriter and he was amazing. And he just came and basically I like talked out the entire book. And then um, he did it just from a perspective of my whole family, which I thought was really cool because Wow. Yeah. It's so easy to forget like when someone's the source of an injury or whatever it might be, an illness, the focus is so much on that person. And I always tell my family, I'm like, I feel like you guys truly went through so much more than me just in a different aspect because they were like, is she going to live? They were making quick surgery decisions. They didn't know if I'd be the same person personality wise, just because of the brain injury. And they were like truly expecting that I'd probably be a vegetable for the rest of my life. And so I just like, can't imagine that on the other side of things. And so it was really cool to hear their perspective through the whole journey. And um, that book is called, I, uh, oh my gosh, I'm saying my parents' book. Sorry. My brain's not working. Um, that book is called <laughs> Still Lolo. I'm so sorry. I was like having a blank. That was really No, you're fine. <laughs> so that book's Still Lolo. And then I have Your Beautiful Heart, which I launched a few years after that. And it's a basically a book. It's geared towards teenage girls talking about true beauty. But really any age can read it. Yeah. And it just it like each chapter, there's 31 shorter chapters and it takes just a story from my life because there are a few other experiences just in life that I had gone through and then it kind of pulls a message out of those stories. So that one, I was honestly, I think more passionate to write about. I think part of it because I was farther along in my healing. And then also I just learned so much in that aspect of things. So it was just like a really special book to write. And Yeah. That's amazing. So, I mean, after, especially going through such tragedy and, you know, like you said, taking that pause, but then having all these different things kind of happen almost kind of simultaneously. What do you feel like the biggest passion behind your drive is? Like what keeps you wanting, you know, to keep blogging and keep up with this amazing brand and everything along those lines? 
Yeah. My biggest passion is to help people. I think like, or to fill a need that's missing. So even the dry shampoo, we talk about this a lot as a company. It's like, there was nothing like that out there. And it was kind of a missing space in the industry. So it's like, let's bring this out there. It'll make people's lives easier. It'll bring confidence to people. It'll save people time, just things like that. But then on the health aspect of things, or even I just talk a lot about like life situations on my blog. Um, I think I just want to like encourage people and remind them that there are so many people probably going through the same thing they are experiencing, whether it's a struggle or a celebration or whatever it might be. And just to kind of create a community of support. And then, yeah, specifically with health things, like just to inform and educate people. And then we're coming out with wipes, which is like a funny story, but even like any product we launch, we want to educate people on the importance of the ingredients in those products you're using and how they can impact your health. Um, and then I also started a um, foundation. So it's called the Lawrence Scruggs Kennedy Foundation, but we use that to provide beautiful prosthetic arms and legs to women. And that's been like one of the biggest joys. So even just that, I, I think I just have a huge desire to almost like share the comfort that I received after my accident and like give that, like give back to women that are going through a loss or need help on their prosthetic journey. And I was even back home for Christmas and I was cleaning out my closet in my parents' house. And there's just like this huge bucket and then like this other bucket as well. And it was literally filled with cards, gifts, like gifts, meaning like just really like encouragement, like encouraging gifts, just like the craziest things. Like it was so humbling and mind blowing. And these all came after my accident, just from people around the world and around the country. And wow, that's amazing. Yeah. And they were just like the most thoughtful. They weren't just like, Oh, we need to send her a card. Let's just send her a quick card. It was like, what people wrote in there was just like, this is so like people like thought through it and prayed through it. And it was just like a crazy reminder. And I think even just seeing that reminds me of like how much I want other people to experience not feeling alone in their journey. That's kind of like my biggest goal, I think through everything I do. That's, that's incredible. I mean, what an incredible thing. And also too, I mean, the fact that you, you have such a heart, you know, you can just tell by the way you speak and, you know, clearly your actions, but to go ahead and create this amazing foundation, you know, that is, that's so beautiful and incredible. And, you know, I'm, I'm also curious too, I mean, being thrown into such a public position, you know, after the accident, how, how was that kind of, you know, with your blog and your business and everything like that? I mean, was that something where you felt like it was a little bit of a blessing or, I mean, you said it kind of came as a shock. Yes, I think. Okay. So I've realized this about myself the last couple of years, but I feel like I don't, I probably shifted a little bit now after these experiences, but I feel like I don't often think about what is happening while it's happening. And then after the fact, I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, that was crazy. Or how did I, 
how did I do that? Or how was I not nervous or whatever it might have been the like the circumstance. But I feel like in the moment you, I think honestly, I was just in survival mode and I was just in shock a little bit of what had happened and same with my family. So I feel like we were just taking things day by day and we were all just kind of like, we didn't know how to handle it. So we would just seek wisdom from people that were, we were close to and things like that. And, um, I even remember like, this was just like so crazy, but I was in rehab at the hospital for a little bit and it just wasn't the best place for me. It, It was not like challenging enough for me. So I moved to this other um, place called athletes performance. And I was there for about two years, not recovering the whole time, but it turned into training. And I was just like doing physical, basically I, I trained with my physical therapist for about two years. And, um, there was like a paparazzi guy that flew in and he would take pictures of me like outside recovery and at both places, like at the hospital and then at, um, athletes performance. And one picture, I remember it was like a really tough morning for me. And I was just like crying my eyes out on the Mm. way I know. And there's like a picture of that. And I just, am like, what a, it was just like such a strange feeling because I was like never in the public eye and just to experience something like that. It was just like very different. And it made me a little I don't want to say like fully paranoid, but you're like a little paranoid when you're walking around. You're like, is someone like taking a photo of me? Like what's happening? You know? And, um, just like the feeling of just wanting privacy and it was such a vulnerable accident, like not having two of your body parts. And so I was just, it was just like a very vulnerable feeling. So that was one thing that kind of came of it. But another part of it, I think like it just was really challenging to me in a good way of like God put this story in my life and it was such a blessing to see how many people the story was helping without me even doing anything. Like, I feel like it was just out in the public and people were so encouraged by it because I would have people like coming up to me at the grocery store and telling me about how it's encouraged them in their cancer journey or someone in there. Yeah. It was just like, really cool in that way sometimes a little exhausting because you're like you wanted to go I remember like telling my mom like will you come with me to the store because I just like don't want to talk to anybody (laughs) and it was just a little crazy for a little bit after and it just like slowed down over time which was great but I think what's so cool is really like how God used the story to encourage people without me like trying to do that if that makes sense Right. Yeah. I mean, that is, it's, I mean, I can't imagine being kind of thrusted into the public eye like that. And then, like you said, like you were kind of like in the survival mode and you weren't really realizing what was happening. I mean, it's, it's so, it's so interesting and it's interesting. I mean, but it's also interesting in the fact that you were able to help so many people and even from your foundation, you know, to the blog and just your authenticity on your blog of really sharing, you know, your lifestyle and sharing, you know, just your passion for, you know, health and wellness. It's, it's inspiring. I mean, I mean, it's so cool to really see how you've taken something like a tragedy and really just helped people and grown your brand and created such a platform for people to be inspired and to be helped with. It's, it's incredible. Thank you. That means so much. 
It's been such a blessing. (laughs) It's been just a cool thing to be a part of, even though there's so much like growth within it, just for me as a person and like challenges in it. It's like really cool challenges because it only like grows, you know, who I am. And yeah, it's been good. Absolutely. Tell me a little bit too, you know, like what, how is the community, you know, like how is your blog community and, you know, even your community with the foundation, what is, what does that look like? I mean, and what ways do you kind of interact with them? Yeah. Okay. So with the blog, I feel like the best way for me or what I love the most is Instagram. And I feel like I'm just constantly DMing with people, which is really fun. And then with the foundation, it's been one of the sweetest things because we have provided for, my gosh, I want to say eight women, um, but I haven't, oh my gosh, I feel like after the holidays, I'm like, where do we stand in this or how many have we done? But um, it's just been such a cool thing because these like girls and women are so they're just like such incredible people and their stories are so inspiring. And just what some of these girls have been through is just so crazy. And like how the people that they've turned into through their struggle is just one of the most beautiful things. And it's just been so humbling and even encouraging for me. And then the two girls that I started the foundation with, so they both have lost legs and they're incredible. And so it's been so cool to just see the joy on these girls' faces when they receive something that's physical, but it just brings them so much confidence and almost like restoration. Like they feel just so much more whole. And um, then just seeing how the girls, so all of them want to meet with the other girls and encourage them. And so it's just like so awesome because I feel like it gives them this little, I don't know how to describe it. They're just, I think they're just so it's, it's like that same kind of thing. I think that I experienced is like when you receive so much comfort or you feel like you're not alone in your journey, you want everyone else to experience that. And I feel like all these girls have gone through that and they're just like, no, I want to help. Like, how can I help? And so it's just been a really cool community and it's interesting in that world. So I remember my dad, this was like probably a month after my accident. He was like, do you need anything? Like what, what do you need tonight? And I was like, honestly, I just want to talk to Bethany Hamilton. And I said that cause she was the only girl that I knew of that had lost an arm and that was around my age. So we ended up connecting with her and her and her mom and my, me and my mom had a Skype session with her and just connected so fast. And she just became a really good friend. Yeah. And it was just so encouraging. And so and you don't have to like describe anything. Like she gets it. Like I even call her today. I'm like, I was just thinking about like, whenever we have a baby, I'm like a little nervous about this. And she'll just like talk me through everything. She'll be like, this is a little hard, but you learn this so fast or you'll find your way. And it just like becomes easy. And this is a tip and this is a tip or whatever. After that experience, I think Bethany and I both were like, we should create, I think Bethany had this idea and she like called me and she was like, okay, I feel like we need to do a retreat with girls that have lost limbs and keep it like intimate and small, but just like really encouraging and just like really intentional or whatever. I'm like, I love this idea so much. So we started this weekend called Beautifully Flawed. I think it was five years ago. It was so crazy because almost every girl that comes 
has never met any other girl that has lost a limb. And it's just one of those places that's hard to describe, but it's just like one of the most bonding weekends. Like I have developed some of my closest friendships through that group and we're all around the country, which is really cool. And then just to see there's several girls that came the first year and now they're like leaders at the retreat. Cause they just, even just seeing how their confidence is like soaring and, but they're still really real. Like they're like, this is a struggle or this is hard or whatever. But I think it just shows like you have community around you that is walking through a similar journey you have been through, even if circumstances are different. It's just like, I don't know. You just develop so much like, I don't know what the right word is. Like just desire (laughs) to help or you experience so much more joy, even if it's a like struggle, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's, I think it's so beautiful that you, that you've really kind of cultivated this community and you've reached out to them. I mean, even kind of the way that you've connected with Bethany Hamilton, I mean, that's so amazing. And I I think it's you as an influence is so inspiring. And also, I mean, like, but it's also kind of groundbreaking because you you're not letting anything stop you. You're not letting this accident hinder your life or hinder growing your brand or hinder your family. You know, it, it's, it's, it's just beautiful. How, how do you feel? Let me ask you a question. So what is like in your own words, what do you, what does influence mean to you? Well, that's such a good question. I see it as impacting someone's life or also just I've like kind of looked at this term and I've stepped back from it just like in the last couple of years. And I'm like, what influences me the most about someone? Like when am I influenced? And I think it's when someone just like lives a life like confidently in who they are. And also I don't want to say in what you're doing, cause that doesn't necessarily define you, but it's more of just like my dad once said to me, he was like, it's so like key to walk confidently in the path that like the Lord has set before you. And I feel like when I see people just like living, like, I don't know the like right word. Sorry. I'm just like blanking on how to describe things, but just like living in who they are as a person, like confidently and helping people. And they're not like trying to be anyone else. They're being who they are and they're living in their passions. I think I'm most influenced by that. And so yeah, I feel like that's kind of my desire in that term is just to live confidently in who I am. And hopefully that will, I don't know, bring hope to other people or help other people or inspire other people. I don't know. But I think the ultimate, because it's so funny. Okay. I've, I've talked to my mom a lot about this. I feel like you, if you have the desire, like in a business, if you're like, I just want to make money, I feel like your business could flourish. I don't know, but it's not going to be what it could be. I feel like it grows the most and is so successful when you have such a purposeful mission. And so even like for me, my goal is not like, Oh, I hope I inspire someone. (laughs) It's like, no, I hope to just like live in who I am. And if that inspires someone, that's just like such a bonus. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. I think that's, again, I think that's some, I think that's so beautiful and how you said that. I mean, especially 
being this kind of major influence now to, you know, the blogging community, as well as, you know, people that have dealt with a similar tragedy or a similar accident and being able to connect with them on that. I, I, I think that's absolutely amazing. Was there, now let me ask you, was there someone that was a very, really influential person when you started your blog or your brand? My gosh. Well, okay. So there was a lady in Dallas. She kind of took me under her wing when I started reporting for fashion week. And she was the one that taught me how to like trend forecast and even how to write properly. Mm-hmm. Um, in, th- in that kind of sense. And then just people like even my parents, they were just like the most encouraging to me through that whole process. And then my, one of my best friends, Shannon, she was starting the website with me and she was like the best. We had so much fun. And yeah, there were just like several people in different ways that really impacted me in that way. Even there were certain people at fashion week that I became really close to that were kind of like behind the scenes and we would all just have like some of the coolest memories together, but also we had the same goals. Like we were just so focused and we were there, but we were having so much fun and yeah, I feel like I just learned a lot from people um, just along the whole journey. That's amazing. So, I mean, this is awesome. I, I feel like you're just, you have so many, again, you have so many different aspects about you from, you know, writing for Fashion Week and then, you know, you're a New York Times bestselling author, you know, to having this incredible story and really this incredible community. What is some of, like, what is the one of, like the best influential tip that you could give our listeners, like, or the best piece of like influence advice or social media advice that you've learned along the way? Oh my gosh. Okay. I think the biggest thing is to, well, first of all, just be who you are. Um, Cause I think it's so easy specifically on social media to compare and be like, I feel like I need to market more like her. And obviously you can learn things from other people, which is so awesome. But I think just making sure you're always being who you are and being true to yourself um, and talking about things that you, that actually matter to you. Um, And then also just interacting with your audience. So whether it's DMing them back and forth or um, just, yeah, being open and vulnerable about certain things in your life. I think that's what people are craving. And one thing that's a little bit of a struggle for me in the social media world is I'm the type, I was thinking about this a lot this week for some reason, but in order to like be healthy, like in my own life, I feel like I cannot be on my phone as much as it might take to have an even more like successful business. And I feel like I'm the type that's just like, Oh my gosh, I should probably be like storing way more about my life. But that's just not a desire for me. I feel like, like my personal, like privacy and like all of that means more to me than sharing like everything in the world with everybody. And I definitely like, you know, like I'll definitely like get vulnerable about things, but yeah, I think that's a big thing for me too, is just like weighing out like what I want to share and what's, and then also weighing out what's important to keep private and also setting boundaries on your phone so you can be in the moment with people, you know? 
Absolutely. I mean, I think that's such a big theme nowadays is learning when to disconnect. And I mean, we, what we do, you know, what I do is I feel like I'm constantly on social media for my work and for my career. You know, if it's not for me, it's for my clients. If it's not for my clients, it's for, you know, our community platforms. It's, you know, I feel like I'm always one foot in, one foot out. And I mean, what are, what are some tips that you would provide for kind of learning how to disconnect in a healthy sense? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, I think part of it is, I feel like I'm still learning this process too, but part of it is almost like scheduling out your boundaries in a way like, okay, for business. Cause that's the tough thing. Like with, when you have a blogger, if you have products or own your own company or whatever, social media is so important because that's like who you're sharing everything with. Um, but then also to have boundaries is so important. So it's like a weird like mixture of things. But I think part of it is just like having everything set in your calendar. Like I'm posting on Wednesday morning, like at this time on one or two or three, how many accounts you have regarding businesses or whatever. And just like having organized times where you can like post and go is what I saw. There's like a mom friend I have here and she stands by that, just like posting and going. And then later you can take time to look back and like answer any questions or comments or whatever might be under that photo or in your DMS, but almost like setting times to do your work. Like it's almost like work hours. I think that helps a lot. And then even just setting rules. Like when Jason gets home from work, I'm like done with work. I just, I won't work past that point and neither will he. And there are rare moments that like we absolutely have to, like if he's prepping for an award show or if I'm even with this subscription program, I may have to answer a few questions at night from someone, but that's like so rare. Um, so I feel like setting like rules and boundaries and sticking to them and not being like, not feeling bad for it. Just being like, this is my pace, even though this blogger might like be on her phone all the time like that's not what fits me the best. And I'm confident in that. I love that you said like, as soon as he gets home, you know, neither of you kind of work or, you know, it's kind of like, just like your personal time together. I think that's so important. I I've kind of realized too, that I've been trying to like not take my laptop home because if I take my laptop home, I'm going to work. And like, same thing. Like one of the things that I noticed myself doing, which was so dangerous and so awful is I was like checking emails, like as I was driving, learning how, like you said, like really scheduling. I like, I love that you said learning how to schedule out disconnection and then learning how to schedule out your boundaries. I think that's so crucial, especially in the digital space in the digital world. Yes. And I was even writing about this in the clean sleep program. I was like, it's so funny because I feel like now we have to schedule times to rest. And it's like such a funny, like dichotomy almost because you're like, wow, I have to like schedule time to do nothing. And I I just kind of think back on the time, like when our grandparents were growing up or even when our parents were growing up and I'm like, even by like doing nothing, I mean like playing outside or whatever for a kid or going on a walk or I don't even know what it might be, but it's just so crazy now because we're so used to being stimulated by our phones and our computers and our TV constantly that we have to like schedule time to stop and like not do a thing. And it's so important, but, and something to definitely like learn. But I think 
I just like totally blinked on what I was like thinking. Sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Don't worry. <laughs> oh my gosh. But yeah, just like how important it is to rest and to set boundaries. And I think so much of it is like, I do remember this when we first got married, like there were several couples around us and they would just go hard, like all day, every day, like go to dinners every night, even just with friends or whatever. And they always had like a plan and I'm just not that type at all. And Jason, I came to the point where we're just like, we're our own family and we can go at our own pace and there's nothing wrong with that. And I think I have to do the same thing in business. Like, Oh my gosh, I'm seeing these girls post all the time. And that's so great for business, but like that doesn't really fit what's more important to me in my life, which is resting and being present with people around me. And yeah, absolutely. And I think too, like we, everyone has to kind of have an appreciation for that. It's funny. I was actually just talking to Krista Williams from hundred blog about this. And she was like, you know, she's like, there were times where I kind of needed to realize that you know, she wasn't reading other people's blogs or she wasn't reading them as like as deeply because she needed to realize that she needed to be like in her own, her own authenticity and her own person. And sometimes I feel like we have that comparison attitude where we look at somebody else and think that we should be doing that. We think that we should be, you know, constantly producing these high-end photos or constantly be producing new blog posts about different things. And just, you know, we look at other people and we feel like we're not capable or we're not doing enough. And I feel like that's such a difficult mindset to let yourself fall into because a lot of times you're not seeing what, you're not seeing what's on the other side. You're not seeing, you know, what, you know, if they've batched all this content, you're not seeing that, you know, maybe they're doing something differently than you or that they've been in the industry longer, you know, or they're reproducing, you know, they're just pulling, you know, old content that they're repurposing and things like that. So, I mean, and we, I feel like I even find myself kind of falling into that too, as we, you know, whether that's, you know, running a marketing agency, running a podcast, you know, I'll look to other people and be like, man, like I need to be doing more. And I feel like that, that's a definite slippery slope. No, it's so true. And I feel like that's because it's so, okay. Like when I think about comparison with people, like I feel like the easiest thing to do is compare to like how they look or their life experiences or whatever. But also it's almost like this like hidden little way to compare to people where you're just like, because there's a point where it's, yeah, like a goal is to always like grow your business and things like that. But how do you do it where it's fitting to you? And I feel like it's so easy to like, compare without even realize you're comparing to other people that are doing something similar in their business. And I was even talking to my sister, um, a couple of weeks ago and I was like, some of these, I was like, how do some of these girls just constantly insta story? Cause I was like, I feel like you would literally just have to be on your phone 24 seven. I was like, I don't even know like how this is possible. And she was like, actually there's just one girl. I was like, showing her. Cause I'm like, I love her Insta story so much. But then I was also like, wait, how does she do this? And my sister was like, actually one of her really good friends is really good friends with her. And she was with her like a couple weekends ago. And she said that like, she literally was always on her phone. And I was like, this is just such a reminder to me that cause okay. Like even one of our really good friends, she was like, when you're on your deathbed, like this is like kind of intense or kind of, but like when you're on your deathbed, are you going to think, Oh my gosh, I'm so happy that I 
like had a super successful business and like almost like going through the things that so many of us are potentially striving for like you know we want to have a successful blog or we want to um yeah like have successful products or whatever it might be but like when you're on your deathbed you're like really looking back and you're just like i'm so thankful for my relationships and my family and all these sweet memories we have together and i feel like i constantly have to think back on that picture because it's like even when we're trying to grow businesses like still the top priority is like staying true to what really matters in life and even with like going through a traumatic life circumstance the blessing in that is it always brings you back to what really matters. And so like immediately. And so I feel like sometimes we can get out of that mindset because like life is good and you know, it's kind of going as it should, but it's just so key to always have that perspective or we'll get so lost in our pursuits that we'll forget, you know, the importance of life or just sweet memories that are right in front of us, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I, I mean, I totally line up with you on so many things and I, I love here listening to you kind of share your perspective on everything, especially with, you know, kind of being in the social limelight. Um, and I want to go ahead and move on to some kind of fun rapid fire questions. I love doing these. I feel like it's really a nice way to kind of get you to kind of share some of your favorite topics and also kind of get to know you a little bit better on a more personal level. So the first one we will start out, start out with is your favorite cocktail. Oh, oh my gosh. This is funny, but I was a little bit sick over the holidays. And so I was having a hot toddy. Have you ever had one? Oh my gosh. That, is that like the, it's like whiskey and honey, right? Or am yeah. I super off? No, that's it. And it's, some people put like lemon and some people even put tea in it. And, um, yeah, it like helps a lot when you're sick, but it's hot. And it's just so funny. Recently I've been like a cocktail does not sound good to me because it's so cold outside. And so I've just been ordering hot toddies, even though I'm not sick. (laughs) I'm going to definitely have to try that. I feel like I've been feeling a little under the weather. San Diego, I feel like it always has such beautiful weather and it's been raining for like the last three days. And so all the San Diegans are either being babies about it or getting sick. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I love it. (laughs) So I'm going to, I'll definitely have to try that. That sounds amazing. Okay, what about your favorite Instagram to stalk? Oh my gosh. Well, oh man. Sometimes, okay, sometimes I'll get like really inspired by someone's fashion, but it kind of goes like, I don't feel like I stick on one person for like too long. But mm-hmm. um, I think, oh my gosh. Well, one of my biggest things is just like cute animals. <laughs> <That's> so <laughs> You're so sweet. <laughs> That's like amazing. <laughs> so dumb, but... My like husband and I all throughout the day will be like, oh my gosh, this is you like when you're mad at me. And it's like, this <laughs> we're like, we have problems. Like we're just like, if anyone saw what we do behind the scenes, they'd be like, who are you guys? Um, so I feel like that is one of my favorites. Also, um, the friends bloopers on Instagram. Ooh, yeah, yeah, those are good. Anything like friends related, yes. like friend memes or like friends. Like, yeah, those are the best. I love friends. So good. (laughs) Okay. What about like your go-to self-love or wellness practice? Oh my gosh. Okay. So I love the infrared sauna. Um, 
and then we do celery every morning and that's like changed my life. Tell uh, me about that. Cause I know that this is such a trend right now. Tell me about like some of the health benefits that you feel like you experience with it. Yes. Okay. So I, I work with the functional, the functional medicine doctor, his name is Dr. Cole. He's so amazing. And I've had stomach problems for like 15 years. I don't mean like, yeah, it's more just like bloating issues, I guess. And no matter what I ate, it would happen every single day. Sometimes like so intense. I just like had to stay home and like, what is going on? Some people like along the way kind of got to the bottom of it and then it would all come back. And so he was the first person, like, I think we started working together like two years ago. He was the first person that got to the root of everything. So I was like, and he'll create like a specific, after all, all the tests he does, um, he'll create a specific like healing journey for you. And so I like did not waver off this path. Like I was like, you know, anything I was not supposed to eat, I did not eat everything I was supposed to eat. I ate and I'm like six months in and I'm still bloated. I'm like, Dr. Cole, I'm still bloated. This is crazy. And it kind of felt hopeless. Cause I'm like, I've been trying to figure this out for so long myself. And then now that I'm working with this like amazing doctor, I'm like, it's still not going away. And I'm like putting so much work into it. And he's like, okay, I'm going to prescribe you with celery juice. Like every morning he was like, I want you to try it for one month straight. So, wow. Yeah. And at this point also I was like constipated, which I've never really experienced before. So I was like, what is happening? So anyways, he like prescribes it to me. And after three days I was like, definitely no longer constipated. And I was not bloated for like four months straight. And now the only time I'll like get bloated now is if I just eat something that I'm not supposed to eat, but I could not live without it. It like has helped me beyond measure and my husband loves it too. It's like, yeah, it's just been amazing. And it has so many health benefits. It's like crazy. I, I can even send you the blog post I did on it. Cause it's kind of like, there's so many things it would take like forever to say. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, I, I feel like maybe we'll link that in the show notes. Cause I feel like that's such a trend right now that everyone's so curious about is the celery juicing and all the amazing benefits from it. Okay. What about your, do you have like a favorite reality TV show? The bachelor. <laughs> so <laughs> good. So I'm like so excited. I know. Are you, it's Colton, right? Yes. He's the new bachelor. I know this is, it's going to be good. I think it's going to be good. so fun. Um, what about any podcasts that you're listening to right now? Oh my gosh. Okay. So my mom actually has a podcast that I love called thriving beyond belief. And then, um, I listen to several different ones. So if I'm wanting to learn more about business, I listen to gold digger or the influencer podcast. Right. And you were on gold digger, right? Yes, I was. It was so much fun. So amazing. I love Jenna Kutcher. I do too. She's like a little power woman. She is. She's amazing. She is. And then my friend also did, she started the Refined Collective. It's amazing. And then have you heard of the happy hour? No, that sounds like fun. It's so good. It's actually the first podcast I started listening to a couple years ago, but Jamie Ivy does it. It's like huge in Texas. Okay. But yeah, it's so good. Check it out. It's just story, like her talking to women and it's, and like men too, but it's so good. Oh my gosh. Awesome. I'll have to check that out. And then what about your favorite influencer or business owner? Oh my gosh. 
Yes, I would say Laura Solomon for sure. I don't know. I honestly like look up to so many bloggers. I feel like I love looking at like how every person does it and it's just so like cool to see because it just reflects their personality or their passion or whatever. Um yeah. I'm trying to think through that more. I feel like there's just so many. There's so many good ones. <laughs> there's so many good ones, I know. Okay, well let's see. Oh, I just thought of it. Sorry. <laughs> no, you're fine. <laughs> so the Primally Pure Girls, I don't know if you know about their company and also Branch Basic Girls. What are they called? Say that one more time. The Primally Primally Pure. So they started just a toxin free beauty brand and it's seriously all their products are amazing. And then Branch Basics is a non-toxic cleaning um brand but like you get one concentrate and it makes every cleaning product in your home but they have become really good friends and they have the most incredible stories on like why and how they started their business and it's just i don't know it's family owned and it's they just do such an amazing job um that's amazing both of their both of their products look so nice i actually um i've used primally pure's deodorant before and i loved it wow oh my gosh isn't it great it's amazing. It's, it's pretty great. Perfect. Well, Lauren, you've been so amazing. And I mean, like your, your story actually kind of did bring me to tears a little bit, just hearing about how you've come, you've just had such a journey and it's such a beautiful one. And you are just such a beautiful person, the way that you can really just kind of take something and make something so pure and just make it grow from your, you know, from your foundation to your blog, to your dry shampoo company. I mean, it's, it's really amazing. And you are such an inspiration and I'm, I'm so, so honored to have had you on the show and been able to listen to you just speak and just hear the inspiration that you've given our audience. So I just want to thank you so much for coming on the show and
it's been so awesome to have you. Thanks for having me. I love talking to you. Absolutely. Well, thanks for going under the influence with us. Yay.